You're listening to Peak One Sports. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sports Page on the Peak One Sports Network. I'm Ashton Nick, sitting here with Chris, Rob, and Dan Boyer. What is going on, guys? How's it going? Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, finishing up the day. I'm still at work, so uh, definitely ready to talk some some playoffs. There's a lot of great matchups going, so. Yeah. For, great uh, matchups this week. Great matchups, and that's why we had to get the show in. Um, forgive us. As you can see, we're all different situations here. Dan is on his phone with technical difficulties. I'm in a hotel room out of town right now. Um, and as Chris said, he's at work so we definitely had to get this show out uh this week as the cowboys are in the playoffs but first uh i wanted to congratulate joey from uh the bungalow sports show for winning the inaugural peak one fantasy football league um joey has come a long way since supposedly drafting a kicker in the second round a few years ago um to being on top of the fantasy football world for this network and as Joey said, we're only allowed to talk trash if we finish in the top five. Just so you know, Joey, I did finish number five, so I can tr- talk uh, some trash. But uh, congratulations. Uh, I think uh, hopefully I'm going to win it next year, so we can worry about that. But make sure you subscribe to our channel. And if you're if you're watching on YouTube, and hit that follow button if you're listening on your favorite podcasting app. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Betalytics. Don't bet with your gut. Check out Betalytics and get help making your picks using their AI algorithms. Use promo code PEAK1 for 25% off. Go to betalytics.com to start betting smarter. Um, Now, forgive me. I've been sick the last few days. So if I sound off or weird or whatever, there's uh, a lot of different factors going on with with this show. So we may not all be at our best, but... As we said earlier, the Dallas, the, uh, Dallas Cowboys are NFC East champs after beating the Commanders on Sunday. Um, although they really didn't have to beat Washington because Philadelphia decided not to show up against the Giants. Oh, but man. It was still important because they won. They got the two seed rather than the three seed. And, and we'll discuss why that's a, a pretty big deal mm-hmm. later on. Um, Chris, let's start with you. What? Was your overall thoughts with you with watching any football game this past weekend, not only the Cowboys but the Eagles and and how things stacked up going into the playoffs? Um, well, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised. They did what they were supposed to do, and they rarely have done that in my career as a Cowboys fan. So, uh, you know, for them to go in there and uh, you know, really dominate like they were supposed to um wasn't really in doubt like you know like the first it was like the first couple drives where i was kind of like uh you know just here and there uh but you know they picked it up and they did what they were supposed to do uh, closed them out but um you know what was really shocking is you know i'm watching the game and then i'm you know looking at the top left corner seeing the scoreboard and it's you know 10-0 giants and i'm like oh, okay you know 17-0 i'm like what is going on so i like i got flip over and you know it's just you know, I guess they just didn't want to play. I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what, what happened with them. I really, you know, kind of really don't care either, but, um, 
you know, it was that was that was also a pleasant surprise because, you know, that's they're limping into the playoffs. We're you know, pretty much rolling into the playoffs. I, I would feel like, you know, two big wins going into the playoffs. So um, you know, the offense looks pretty good. Uh the defense is uh you know, they they've been consistent all year pretty much. Uh so um I'm just excited that I feel like this is the you know, the best role for them. It depends on, you know, if they play who they would play Detroit or um the Eagles. Uh, but um, you know, I you know, just hoping they would get it done and uh, you know, do what they're supposed to do with the Packers, which I feel like they would do. Um, but you know, other than that, you know, I was definitely surprised and uh, happy, you know, they got the win. Yeah, for sure. Um, as you said, the Cowboys don't usually live up to what they're supposed to do. I mean, lots of times they'll they'll win the games they're supposed to, but mm-hmm. it'll leave some sort of doubt in your head. And there there were a couple of things with the blocked extra, uh, the blocked field goal attempt, the tipped interception, and you're kind of thinking like, oh, here we go. But uh, they were able to take care of business. Like I said last week, it was very important to win a game on the road uh, when you're not really on the, you know, it's obviously an important game to win, but more so because it's on the road, get that momentum going. Um, and they played like they were at home. It, it wasn't a close game at all outside of a couple of, of those plays that I mentioned earlier. Uh, it was, it was a pretty dominating win and, and game balls all around. I mean, Dak finishes with 36 touchdowns, uh, the first cowboy in history to be the passing touchdown leader. CD lamb finishes 135 receptions, which is first in the NFL and finishes his second this year in yardage, 1,749 yards, uh, both are Cowboys records. Uh, Dan, were you, um, so what's more surprising how Philadelphia played against the Giants or that the Cowboys actually did what they needed to do uh, in Washington? I mean, definitely, definitely that Eagles lost to the Giants. I don't think anybody was really anticipating them to lose to the Giants. We were just talking about it last week. <clears throat> I had mentioned like it was a, a close game. Uh, the Giants had only, or the Eagles had only beat the Giants by eight in that uh, first matchup a couple of weeks ago. But I, I mean, I definitely thought like the way the Eagles have just been playing over like the last six weeks has just been awful. And we talked about that a little bit last week too, you know, like it's, it's really important to start the season strong, but it's more important to finish the season even strong. The back eight games are way more important than those first eight games, especially when you're talking about, you know, such a competitive division and everything and trying to like get into the playoffs and get the, not even just get into the playoffs, but it, to get into like kind of the, the better position to help you get through the playoffs as competitively as possible. I don't think anybody wants to have to like, you know, face off against uh, a tough seed in this first round or anything, you know, uh, which is kind of like why we were saying, like, it was kind of important that the, the Cowboys win this week and get that second seed instead of the third and get, um, you know, what, at least on paper is an, easier matchup against Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. But man, just seeing seeing the score update every once in a while on just the Giants beating down on the Eagles in that game was just outrageous. Should we check on yeah, Chris? Yeah, just let, let me fix um let me fix this here real quick. Technical difficulties yeah. right now. Um Right now, 
uh, as you said, the Cowboys are going to be playing the the uh, Packers, which if, you know, recent history has told us that the Packers are um, kind of, as the 49ers are, kryptonite for the Cowboys in the playoffs. They, yeah, they, I, they ju- I mean, they play close games the last couple of times. It just, uh, you know, you had the Des caught it game and uh, yeah. the game, Dak Prescott's rookie year in 2016 where they should have beat the, the Packers, but there was that crazy Aaron Rodgers throws it across the field and they, you know. Uh, so on paper, it looks like the Cowboys should win this game, but I, I mean, an unproven quarterback, but only so much because this is really his first year given yeah. the reins. I mean, he's played, he's played a lot better in these last few weeks and everything. I definitely think he's kind of got the hot hand that you just kind of keep going with for now. But I mean, pretty much like you're saying, honestly, I feel the same way about green Bay that I feel about the giants. And it's like every time the Cowboys play them, regardless of how good or bad the team may or may not be on paper, and it should look like a pretty surefire win for the Cowboys, it just never is, you know what I mean? Like these teams are always willing to compete, and I think the rivalry feeds into that like a lot. And then especially when you end up in these big situations like you were just talking about, the Cowboys – it seems like the Cowboys have almost like notoriously been playing Green Bay in the first round of the playoffs – for like the last five years, like we've faced off against some, I think this is like the third time, like you're saying in something like five or six years, you know, since what, like 2018, I think. Yeah. Was probably uh, that first one. 2014, 2016. And now, so yeah, the last yeah, nine yeah. years, but yeah, it's, it's, but yeah, you know, and it just, it feels like every time we, we kind of make it, it's, it's green bays that is like that first door we got to get through. And it's not always like an easy kind of give me uh game. Uh, so, I mean, I don't want to say, like, I fully expect the Cowboys to just roll over Green Bay, but honestly, the way Green Bay's been, like, playing this year, they were pretty lucky to kind of squeeze into the seventh spot and yeah. make the I mean, playoffs, you know? I mean, um, I mean, Green Bay has been hot lately. I didn't expect them a few weeks ago to, to really be in the playoff conversation. Yeah. But you're looking at, um, obviously – a cowboy cowboys are favored they're playing at home um coming off a couple of uh, pretty incredible wins if i mean if you want to say controversial for sure uh against the lions but i mean going into this you know let's assume they they pass green bay i talked about that number two seed uh is important because now you're guaranteed that second home playoff game if you move on you don't have to worry about seeding possibilities you know that you, know, you still could theoretically host a playoff game as the lions are a number three seed if the cowboys lose the lions would host next week if they are able to beat the rams uh, so that's why i was saying earlier we could play philadelphia in the second round assuming the rams win because the rams then go to san francisco but right um also that number two seed guarantees you're not going to play san francisco until the conference championship, if you, you know, make it that far. So you're able yeah, to you make it that far. Yeah. You're, you're playing green Bay. You're going to be favored. You're going to be uh, assuming you win, you go in the second round, you're either playing Philadelphia who you just beat up on at home. Um, and even outplayed to an extent on the road and just couldn't finish off that game. And then, or, uh, against the lions who you already beat controversy or not, but you beat them, you played with right with them. So, I'm thinking right now, the this might be the 
biggest disappointing disappointment of any year to not make the conference championship game for the Cowboys. It just seems like it's such it's laid out perfectly. The only team you worry about really uh, in the NFC is the 49ers, but you can't face them until the conference championship anyways. And uh, you're on the, you're at home regardless. So um, man, the Cowboys just really have to, to get things together. This is the year. This should be the year that they're able to change the narrative um, of not choking in the playoffs because they have everything going their way outside of obviously having a bye week. No, I totally agree. Um, the, the path set before them for this playoff run looks great. What you're saying too is honestly, because I, I totally agree outside of really kind of being afraid of the 49ers, but not having to face them until the conference championship, the lions are probably the only other team on the bracket that I'm like actually worried about. They, I mean, they played a good game. They got robbed, uh, you know, with the bad call and everything. Yeah. Um, unfortunate for them, good for the Cowboys. And if that turned into a, a rematch next week, I, you know, I, I think you'd have a sold out house and just an absolute crazy game. Um, it'd be an amazing matchup to watch. And I mean, we were just kind of talking about this uh, before we started, but man, like, if the Lions really lose, because they've they've never looked better, to be honest, and I think it's like 33 years they they're making the playoffs and having their first home playoff game and uh, just as many years I think it is, and man, if Matt Stafford comes in to Ford Field and ru- like just ruins their playoff run at this point, yeah. it's just it's gonna be such a dick punch. It's gonna be so such a hard pill for the Detroit fans to swallow for Stafford yeah, to come after, into Detroit. I mean, and, after the Rams won the Super Bowl, I mean, Detroit fans were saying right. it's basically a joint Super Bowl, we feel, because Matt Stafford wanted it's our Super Bowl too and um and all yeah, that. No, and Detroit legend, loves the Staffords. Yeah. They absolutely love yeah, the Staffords. Yeah, and and the legend that Matt Stafford is in Detroit. Uh yeah. You know Which is crazy because he's he's actually from Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Highland Park. I mean, so yeah, yeah. Um, but man, I, and I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd love to see the lions, uh, you know, beat the Rams and see that Cowboys lions rematch, but that would be the, I mean, honestly, I guess that's the only way I'm thinking would be the tough road, uh, to the Super well, Bowl would be, you got to beat the yeah. lions and you got to beat the Niners and everybody right now. I, I'm sure if you asked, would you rather face the lions or the Eagles would say the Eagles, but to get to that point, the Eagles would have to beat Tampa. Not that. The Eagles beating Tampa Bay means they're back. They're back on track or whatever. Um, because I still fully expect the Eagles to beat Tampa Bay. Um, but but right now, I, I guess I'd rather face the Eagles. Uh, I just look at it from a pessimistic point of view or worst case scenario that I would rather lose to the Lions than the Eagles in the second round. I mean, you never, as much as we ragged on the Eagles for totally collapsing, they're, you know, fake contenders and, you know, how bad would it be to lose to the Eagles and have them go to the NFC championship game when you had it right there just to take it, to go for the first time in 27, 28 years. Uh, That, you know, that it'd be bad enough losing again in the divisional round. But I think I could take that against uh, Detroit more than I could take it against Philadelphia. Although I think the easier path would be having the Lions lose 
and then playing um, Philadelphia. But they, I mean, then again, if the Rams, you think if the Rams, uh, the Rams win and the Buccaneers win, then you have the Buccaneers coming in playing because yeah. the Buccaneers would be the higher seed. So I don't know. Would you, we hadn't really considered that. Would you rather have the Buccaneers though? I mean, in all honesty, it's going to be a tough win for the Eagles this week anyway, coming off the injuries and everything that they yeah. suffered in uh, last week's game. So, I mean, I as crazy as it is, too, because I, I really don't think anybody was anticipating the Giants upsetting the Eagles even in that last game of the season. Um, but, you know, now that it's happened, it, it almost feels like anybody has a chance at beating the Eagles right now. And, you know, you kind of stack some of these injuries on, on top. I mean, it, it's going to be a pretty competitive game. And I'm I'm no Baker Mayfield fan, but, I mean, Tampa Bay's been playing pretty good ball, and the Eagles just haven't been, you know? Like, the, yeah. the Eagles' defense really has been, like, so abysmal, really, I guess, for lack of a better term. It's just I, – I wonder if they'll actually be able to stop Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay offense coming up. So, I mean, in all honesty, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles are out in this first round. Um, just because of like the way they've been, what five, the one and five over the last six the weeks, and and yeah, and and honestly, I mean, they were, they almost don't even like deserve to be in the playoffs the way they've played, like over the last. Yeah, their six one weeks. win, you know, just their one win, was against the Giants. the Giants, and it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't as close as the eight point game, uh, but they didn't play all that great either in that yeah. game. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles end up losing first, and then, yeah. So what? And then that leaves. Well, if yeah. the Rams win, they go they go play. So, but I mean, yeah. So if the Lions win, the the Niners end up playing Tampa Bay. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, honestly, that yeah, yeah, could but be if, better but for but us. If, the Niners yeah, are playing Rams, such yeah, lights out Rams ball Rams right win. now, though. Yeah. So Detroit um, wins. They come play. They come to Dallas. Assuming Dallas wins, um, th that's what we're doing in all these scenarios. We're just assuming Dallas wins for the sake wins, of argument. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Detroit wins. You're playing Detroit. If Detroit loses, you're playing uh, the winner of Philadelphia and Tampa. Yeah. Assuming you win, um, I think. So that Lions game is important. You know, I think. I think what will happen? It'll be. I, I think the Eagles will win. They're going to go play San Francisco, and I think Detroit and Dallas win. They face off, and then I would think – I mean, Dallas is still going to be favored. They if, if they haven't lost at home. I'm not going to pick them to lose at home. Uh, so, honestly, I think it's going to be Cowboys 49ers. 15 games, man. Yeah, 16. Take you 16, uh, you're right. Yeah, 16, and I I guess they're counting playoffs. I mean, well, that's 16. There's they had There hadn't been a playoff game, but – uh, yeah, I guess you would count playoff games in that that win streak, and it would just go to seventeen if they win. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think I think Dallas is is going to San Francisco for the conference championship. Now, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to feel confident about that. Um, but yeah, for sure. Hopefully, we're talking about that in here in a few weeks uh, yeah, on the show. Sure. That that that'd be awesome. And the AFC. Uh, it looks like Baltimore. It's it's Baltimore's to lose. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City makes a run. Being you know, it's the playoffs now. Patrick Mahomes and 
you know, comes to life or whatever, sort of like the Patri- old Patriot teams used to do, where they'd kind of coast until midseason. And I, I know I know Kansas City has kind of struggled all season. Um, but I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if it, you see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But I think right now, Baltimore's definitely the favorites. No, I agree. Baltimore's just been playing crazy good ball. Lamar Jackson's playing MVP uh, level ball. Uh, to be honest, it feels like the AFC's got a little bit of like the NFC going on in it with uh, Miami really kind of backslid there the last few weeks and uh, lost this last week game to uh, Buffalo. Buffalo's been stepping their game up the last few weeks, playing a little bit better since. Uh, yeah, we were we sitting here a couple weeks ago talking down about the Cowboys. Buffalo. We were talking about Buffalo may not even make the playoffs. Uh, and yeah. Then they blow out yeah. Dallas, and then the, you know now they're they're seeming like I mean they could make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they they seriously turned it on from that Cowboys game and just beat us down, and then from then on they were they were back to being that team we were talking about back in September. Um, so, I mean, they, they're making a, a real shot at it. The Steelers managed to sneak their way in there. I don't even think they belong, to be honest. But you're yeah. totally right with Pat Mahomes uh, in Kansas City. They they managed to really, like, almost regardless of how their season goes and how it kind of ends, you know, good or bad, when the playoffs hit, like, like this team knows how to play ball, you know. Uh, yeah. So Kansas City's always kind of ready and primed to do what it needs to do to get ready to go. But I totally agree, man. Balt- Baltimore should – almost just run away with the AFC. I, I think the only real team in here that might give them trouble would be whoever wins the Kansas city Miami game. Um, mm-hmm. But they won't face them for two weeks. Um, and that's if they manage to win, you know, both games. Uh, so I, I definitely think uh, Baltimore will be our uh, conspiracy team headed to the Super Bowl this year. But yeah, for sure. But and man, uh, that 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 NFC just feels like it's it's a little more competitive, you know. Like that that's the yeah. that's the side with the better games. Yeah, yeah. With Philadelphia being down, where it's hard just to completely write them off. But yeah. you know, <clears throat> if they play a little bit better against the Giants, um, you don't see you you don't see. Tampa Bay really having any shot, but, but right now, who knows? They're just completely on the backslide. Um, I've seen some people say, Hey, after, after what happened uh, against Arizona, the Eagles are just trying to rest their players and not try too hard and not worry about it, which I don't know about that because I mean, Jalen hurts. No, there's no way breaking it or breaking or dislocating whatever happened to his finger uh, just looked awful. So I, I don't know. I'd be, I'd definitely be worried uh, as an Eagles fan, but yeah, um, next week it'll all be much, much more clear after, you know, when we come back on here and talk, hopefully a Cowboys win and, and go over what the yeah, matchups definitely. are in the divisional round. Um, no, so, the, I mean, very, very exciting matchups this weekend that, yeah. you know, will help us obviously make a more exciting next week bracket uh, continuing on into the playoffs, but man, the, the possibilities here, you know, I, and I mean, what's not the love about playoff football, you know, I mean, it's, it's like starting a fresh season, win or go home, like yeah. do or die. I mean, this is what you live for. This is, this is why you play the game. For sure. And uh, we got to talk about, you know, the other football playoff bracket. 
in college football where we just saw uh, the Michigan Wolverines win their first national championship since 97, 98? Uh, yeah, I think, yes. This is a split championship. Crazy back yeah. then where they didn't have yeah. the BCS or playoffs or anything like that. Uh, but it was kind of interesting because they were talking about Washington's last championship of in the 80s. They beat Michigan uh, in the Rose Bowl. And Michigan beat Washington in their last championship. So really it was both teams' last championship was against each other, which back, you know, back, I say back then, I mean, this is the last year of the Pac-12. Uh, but right. you had that tradition where, you know, the Rose Bowl is a Big Ten, Pac-10 slash Pac-12 game, which you're not really getting, obviously not getting anymore because there's no more Pac-10, Pac-12. But um, hopefully they try, well, I don't know, with a 12-team playoff, it may not, it may never matter because you're never going to get to pick yeah. uh, what the Rose Bowl game is going to be. You're just going to kind of pick where the Rose Bowl is going to be yeah. in the bracket. So you couldn't even, like, take an old-school Pac-10 team against a Big Ten team anymore. Um, kind of sad to think of it, think about it that way, but yeah. um, a Rose yeah. Bowl probably not going to be a first-round game. You wouldn't think and it would always be a semifinals, maybe a championship game uh, in the future. So, yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, you might luck out and get – you know, Stanford, Ohio State, or something like that. Old school matchup. But yeah, but let's get to that Michigan and yeah. Washington national championship game. Uh, Man. I was shocked. Like, I, I, I picked Michigan to win going into that game, but, you know, I had Alabama upsetting Michigan, or I guess it technically upsetting because they were the lower seed, but I just thought Michigan was going to be the old Michigan. They they weren't really going to be able to win a playoff game, but uh, they proved me wrong and went all the way and won the championship. Yeah, it was honestly I I, I don't necessarily want to take anything away from Michigan, but man, Washington really really struggled in that game. Uh, Penix missed a number of just open guys. It just wasn't very accurate. Yeah, he was he was not playing the same way he was playing the week before against, against Texas. Man, he ran um, all over Texas, and it yeah, didn't seem uh, like I I don't know if it's a lot of design runs, RPOs, what what the deal is, but they just didn't seem like they could. It they they weren't even like really trying to push to make him run. I mean, and I know later in the game he was he was hurt. Obviously, you're not going to have him yeah. run then, but. Um, it seemed like you could kind of push the the agenda to we got to get Michael Penix, uh, we got to get Penix Jr. running, and it, I didn't see that effort there really at all. No, it was, and honestly, it was tough too, just because. Um, I mean, they managed to score. They go into halftime. It's ten seventeen, and I was like, "All right, Washington, like you're still in this." Yeah, you, you know, come out in the second half, play some good ball, and then. Um, Man, that interception on that first possession was was a real momentum changer. Washington managed to just hold to that field goal and everything uh, right then, but you know that that really took a, like a lot of air out of Washington in that moment. Yeah, and, just that first drive turnover, and and even but, late in the game, it was it was one possession, but it it never felt that close. I mean, Michigan. No, it didn't. Michigan just ran all over. Very them. very much in hand. Literally ran all ran all the over. Boy, did they, man. I, Michigan, I mean, I Washington know. hadn't given up 
I want to say they said it was a 45-yard-plus run all season, and they gave up two in the first quarter. Yeah. And then they gave up a third big run, too. I guess it wasn't 45 yards. It was like a 25, 30-yard run. Um, they just couldn't stop the run. I mean, McCarthy. Uh, um, yeah. J.J. McCarty didn't even have to, you know, oh, do yeah. much in that game. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was honestly crazy. Um, I uh, I'm watching the game and I kept seeing uh, Dave Portnoy on Twitter, and we were both having the exact same thoughts. I I had no idea why Harbaugh was calling these pass plays in the first quarter when they couldn't stop the run. I was like, man, yeah. y'all should already like they scored that first touchdown and they came out and uh, passed a few times and punted the ball away. And I was like, y'all should have just been running the ball. Like they can't they can't stop your run. And then that second half pretty much became exactly that they you know ran even more all over them and put put the game away but man it just honestly it just felt like to me between like Penix just not quite being as accurate as as he was the weeks before and honestly I I think it was kind of some of the, the play calling like what you were saying like it just it didn't feel like they were doing the right things to like utilize Penix the right way or get the ball to the right guys. It just It felt like bad play calling, bad coaching. Yeah. Um, to the end. And then honestly, the thing that frustrated me the most was finally when the game, I mean, the game was in hand um, and they got like that uh, uh, Michigan got that final turnover and scored that uh, touchdown. Yeah. And then uh, I think, I think they it was in the sent Penix quarter. back out there and he's like holding his ribs and yeah. everything. And it's like, bro, why he is he was... even out there? Like, like um, this game's done. It's cooked. I don't know how you know, much just... the injury had to do with, you know, his inaccuracy late in the game because, you know, most of the game, as you had alluded to, pretty inaccurate for him. And I think it was in the fourth quarter, pretty late in the game. And I think Michigan was up two scores at this point, but Penix just missed wide open. It was going to be a touchdown just over through the receiver. Um, yeah. You know, had him out in the – can't remember who which receiver it was uh but i mean he just makes that throw they score a touchdown and i think it was uh when michigan was up 10 before they scored that last time uh but i kept expect expecting like washington to maybe wake up come alive make it a, a closer game but it, it just never happened they were just able to you know catch yeah, no, michigan sleeping on a couple of drives or michigan had a chance to put it away or or at least, you know, extend their lead and they couldn't in the Michigan would come back and score and it would be a seven point game. You yeah. Know? That happened a couple of times. No, I was expecting the same thing. At some point you would have, th- I was thinking at some point Penix was going to, you know, drop a few dimes on some, you know, straight out routes and whatever, and just kind of dial it in. But he just, he just couldn't do it, man. He just, it was unfortunate. Honestly, uh, I, I feel like in a lot of games like this, the Super Bowl, college national championship games, things like that, um, you know, you tend to have, I, I don't, I, I guess I don't necessarily know if it's like a, a mental thing or whatever, but you tend to have guys that like really show up ready to play and perform. And then guys that just kind of underwhelm sometimes. And yeah. it feels like very, very rarely do you get a matchup where like both teams really showed up to, you know, perform and, you know, and I mean, we're also talking about like on a big stage, everybody's watching that kind of thing. Um, but it just, you know, very rarely do both teams show up to put up, you know, a plus performances. Oftentimes it's, you know, one team's more prepared than the other 
uh, you know, mentally or physically or, you know, whatever it might be. But this definitely kind of felt like that. Uh, JJ McCarthy and um, I keep forgetting the Michigan running backs uh, name, but like they, they both showed up, did great things. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily want to slouch on uh, Michigan's defense either. They definitely yeah. kept pressure on Penix and made it, you know, difficult for him back there. I mean, he was obviously in pain for a reason, you know, he kept taking hits and, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I think, I, I think I definitely expected Washington to keep the game a little more competitive. Like you were saying, I know it was really only kind of like a, a one score, you know, down by 10 uh, for most of the game uh, at like at worst, but it just, it felt like Michigan had this in hand from the first quarter to the end. And it just, yeah, wasn't you get back. a lot of those weird matchups where you're not sure, uh, if you're going to get, like you said, both teams at the right time where they're both coming out and playing hard. I mean, in college, you go so long between your, you know, the conference championship to the playoffs or bowl games or whatever. Uh, but Michigan just, I mean, uh, Washington just had momentum. I mean, beating Oregon again, then just, I mean, the Texas Washington game is a lot like this game where, um, certain scores weren't near as close as it was. I mean, Texas got yeah. worked by Washington or it was able to put something together near the end to make it look like it's a lot closer game. But, uh, you know, Washington, I thought had the momentum going in Michigan struggled against Alabama for much of that game. Um, and then barely beat them in overtime. So that's why I thought wash. I mean, I picked Michigan to win, yeah. but I thought, I thought this would be a more competitive game. I thought Washington was a lot better than that. I mean, they are for sure. better than that. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, first game without Alabama, Georgia, or SEC team in a, in a while, I mean, first championship game, uh, definitely a different type, type of game. I th- you know that meme, it's like they, they circle Southeast United States and they're like, I saw today, it was like two out of the last 18 or Michigan's the only the second team in the last 18 years to win a championship outside the circle. Because it's all Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Auburn, and like Florida State. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but n- nice I change mean, of pace. This game was definitely better than watching Georgia beat the doors off of TCU, and that one hurt me to my soul. Um, you know, being TCU alum and all, but this—I mean, this was better than that for sure. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm I'm also looking forward to you know next year's. Uh, 12-man bracket. I'm hoping that will make for an even better, like more competitive college championship. I think it's always going to be a little bit harder to get like that, just that really high level of competition out of your championship game when you're only putting four teams to compete for two spots. Yeah. Uh, in that position, so I'm 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 real hopeful that you know the the 12-man bracket will help alleviate some of that, and we'll start to see like some more competitive. Uh, championship games here in the future but man it does feel like these last two championship games though were just a little lackluster you know they just yeah weren't weren't as competitive as you were hoping they were going to be going into it and i mean even last year i didn't like i i love tcu and went there and everything but like going into that game i i didn't necessarily think tcu really had a shot at beating georgia but i didn't expect them to lose what like 56 to 7 or whatever it was yeah um, like I, you know, I, I, I didn't expect the game to be like that, and I didn't expect this Washington game to 
be so one-sided. I, to, to be honest, going into this game, I expected there to be at least like one lead exchange or something, you know, like yeah. you would have thought. But, but man, Michigan took that lead in the first and just never gave it back. They scored fast and early and never looked back. I mean, good for them. Congratulations. Go Blue. You know? Yeah, first national championship in 20-some-odd years. Uh, but guys, that's gonna be that's gonna do it for this episode of the sports page. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, sorry about the technical difficulties, but you know we're all kind of in weird situations trying to get this show out for y'all. So I mean, um, we'll do our best to you know produce the content. You just sometimes you gotta take them as they come. Yeah, no, for sure. But thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, follow, share this uh, this episode with your friends. But until next time. I'm Ashton with Dan. See you guys later. Bye.